0: What's up guys? Welcome to another episode of Logos Podcast. This is Max. I am Sam. I am Joey. And on today's episode, we're going to be bringing to y'all something a little different, something we haven't done before. Um, we're going to be doing Alexio Divina based off of the the Christmas readings for um, yeah, the liturgical season.
1: For this year. Yeah,
0: That's right. So we're going to be reading the gospel that we read at the Christmas Mass today, which comes from the second chapter of Luke, but before we go into that, it's stories time with Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, <laughs> it's a, quite, it's the, quite intro. the introduction there. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, no, I mean, I I remember this happened at uh, a restaurant. I was with uh, Joey and a couple other guys for the the liturgy guys. You know, I'm the sacristan. Joey's the head cantor. Hey, I just w-
0: I just want to say I'm also kind of upset about this dinner because. I served in the liturgy last year. I was assistant sacristan. I will have you know, assistant to the assistant regional manager. That's beside the point. <laughs> I did not get invited to any dinner. All right. right? Well, look, it was so COVID here, too. They, you no, were there not were not no anymore. restaurants to go. That's to. not yeah. true. There was at least. And to McDonald's, be honest, I'm Taco head back.
2: sacristan, not the assistant sacristan. That's a big deal. And then he's also head cantor. So you just didn't have the. Hey, did your food.
0: assistant sacristan get invited to dinner? Yeah, but he okay. was better than you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no. not hurt. I mean, I'm just we let it go. Whatever. You well,
2: know what we were at this nice restaurant and. Uh, we were talking about ice cream. Maybe get an ice cream after. Yeah. And we we're talking about like our favorite ice cream places. And Joey, Joey's like, but you know, man, like Cold Stone, like it's like the best ice cream out there. <laughs> it's just totally different, like totally awesome. And we we're like, yeah, Cold Stone is pretty good. And Pat's like, yeah, I used to work there. Uh, you know, when I was in high school. And we were like, no way. And I said, you know, I like how um how like they throw it on there to mix it, and it's like on a cold stone. You know, it's just kind of cool. And Joey sits there, looks at me, just like a deer in the <laughs> headlights. And I'm like. You didn't know that, did you? <laughs> 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 you? said, "No,
1: dude, I had no idea. That on an actual Cold Stone—that's why <laughs> it was called Cold Stone Creamery. That's so cool. <laughs> this is the most Joey thing I've ever I heard. I know, bro. Dude.
2: It's like, come on, dude. It's in the name, and you can see it when they do it when they're making ice cream. Joey, you're better than that, man. I just—I—I d- what's I, going on?
1: I didn't know. I thought." And first of all, a clarification, I didn't say that Cold Stone is the best ice cream. I said it's very distinct. There's like nothing else like it. Okay, you know okay sorry for still. my misinterpretation. But you still didn't know that Cold Stone know. was made on a Cold I Stone. <laughs> I didn't know they made it on a Cold Stone. So. It's all right, dude. But now yeah. I do, though. I'm going to have to go there over Christmas break, It's which, pretty funny. Hey. which we're about to be on. That's Joey's right. done, actually. I'm done with exams. Thank you for being here today with us, Joey. You know? Really? You're welcome. Okay. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Thank
0: you. Sorry to burden you with yeah, the, the no, gospel. That's Of our blessed Lord, no. So, um, so yeah, we're gonna be taking a brief break. um, Previous, uh, sorry, we're gonna be taking a brief break um, after this episode for a couple weeks, uh, so we have a chance to catch up with our families and uh, for y'all to as well to 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 enjoy this Christmas season and really delve into what it's all about, um, which is part of the reason we want to do this, Lexio Divina, to kind of bring out the uh, spiritual implications and and just kind of reflect on the gospel
2: that has um, connections. Yeah, I think it's going to be season. a good time to do this. And Well, the gospel, if you guys, I'm not sure if people know this, but it changes depending on the mass you're at. Uh, and the one that we're reading is the mass of the day, uh, right? Correct? Yeah. yeah. So it will be, be the mass of Christmas morning, not the vigil or midnight mass, uh, but it will be, yeah, that one. Yeah. So
0: the mass of the day.
2: Cool. So for this,
0: uh, for this reference, we're going to be referring to the USECB website, Um to, uh, we're going to be looking at, uh, yeah, December 25th. So Christmas day, we're going to be reflecting on the gospel, which again, comes from the second chapter of Luke. So Joey, I think you know how to read. Oh, I'll do my best. So if, if you don't mind reading this gospel, for us that'd be.
1: Okay. Gnarly. Why don't we just begin in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit. Amen. Mm-hmm. When the angels went away from them to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go then to Bethlehem to see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went in haste and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known the message that had been told them about this child. All who heard it were amazed by what had been told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
2: What do we think? Thoughts? Well, I mean, obviously the Christmas season, everybody kind of knows the story, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, when we hear the gospel, it's not necessarily something that's like, "Wow, like I didn't know that Jesus, Jesus was born, right?" Or Jesus was born in Bethlehem to Mary, and they lived in a stable, right? And he was born into like a a manger, which is like a feeding trough for cows and stuff, or whatever. Well, whatever was there. Yeah. Um, but I think when you kind of take pause and to really, we we forget to take pause and look, and think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we think about how, you know, Jesus is is God. Um, and, and you know the, the the Israelites in this kind of like, as history was unfolding, right? And God was entering into um, the like humanity and, and making Himself known, right? This kind of working up to this this waiting for like a Messiah, and now the Messiah is here, right? And Israel's like waiting for like a political leader; they're waiting for somebody who's going to come change everything, who's going to take over everything, and then <laughs> we basically find ourselves saying, "Oh, he's here, and he's in a manger in a stable, and he's a baby." Like, okay. that baby right <laughs> there that's him <laughs> and i was like
0: seriously sure, so his throne isn't golden you know uh he is a king but he has no throne um they didn't even welcome him into his own place they'd welcome anybody else into the inn businessmen merchants people from all different areas but not the savior no not the savior um but yeah you know it's interesting in this gospel reading how the shepherds said to one another let us go then to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So it's like these ordinary people, God shows up to these or, to these ordinary people, these shepherds mm-hmm. that are living in the nearby area. These angels, obviously, we know this, like, like Sam said, the story of the star, right, above the stable where he's born. And they're moved to it. Um, but it's interesting how throughout Christian history and, and in the Christian life, really, God oftentimes appears to the most ordinary of people. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't He doesn't appear to the great kings, you know. They hear it only by second hand, especially uh, Herod, Herod, King Herod heard it only because the Magi walked by there and let him know, you know. Um, but yet these shepherds are moved to go encounter our blessed Lord, first people to encounter him outside of his parents, you know, and those donkeys and stuff. <laughs>
2: what do you think those donkeys are thinking, bro?
0: <laughs> I, don't know. I bet they smell terrible, too. Do you think of that? Uh, maybe. I mean, I mean, donkeys are not good-smelling
1: creatures, you know what I mean? <laughs> It is really though amazing the way, <clears throat> like, like Sam said, the the expectations of the of the Israelites people, Israelites who were hoping for a Messiah, you know, somebody who would come in power and glory to establish the kingdom of God on earth, yeah. right? Is what they were expecting, and here we have uh, a baby, just an infant, completely and utterly dep- dependent upon his parents, helpless, poor. There's not even any room for him in the inn. Nope. And uh, Sam mentioned too, they they laid him in a feeding trough, yep. right? And that's not coincidental considering this babe would eventually become the bread of life, like the food for our souls. Yeah. Like he laid himself in a feeding trough.
2: Isn't that what Bethlehem means? Bethlehem means place of br- a place of bread. And yeah. I think in Arabic or whatever the name is for that, it means like place of meat.
1: Mm. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty beautiful stuff. And then also just... It reminded me when we were just talking about this and I just looked this up, this passage from St. Paul in um, 1 Corinthians. He says, Yet among the mature we do speak wisdom, though it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to perish. But we speak God's wisdom, secret and hidden, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor has ear heard, nor has it so much as dawned on the heart of man what God has prepared for those who love him. Yeah. And just like the, yeah, the, the hiddenness of this and the humility and the poverty of this God who is omnipotent and who, can do whatever he wants but to come in the form of a child and yeah. be laid in a manger
0: and to be inf- like vulnerable. Yeah, you know, I this mean this infant that relies and depends on his parents and the warmth that this you know mediocre trough and animals provide. I mean, that's what you would imagine is that there's animals in the stable and they're breathing all over him and the parents are just trying to keep him warm. They don't have I don't I don't guess they have that much uh you know, that many blankets or or you know, supply of heat and there he is. There is God. before the whole world displayed
2: right Um, well and i like i i the big thing for me for most of the of the holidays we you know celebrate especially in the church like the feasts i kind of already said this a little bit but like we're we're used to the message like we know the message we know the story so it becomes a story rather than us taking pause and thinking about what's going on you know like okay you're the omnipotent god you're the act of being itself and everything everything that is you know relies on you you created the stars created all the planets you created the earth you created everything in the sun you know like the sun we rely on like all the oceans and stuff it was like very easy for you to do that and then now you're going to join into your creation and you're going to say i'm here to save the creation that i that i because i love it so much and i'm going to join the like most helpless life form possible right because other life forms like if you think about it, like animals and stuff the babies come out and they're not necessarily that that helpless they they, they know some stuff already they already have instincts. Human babies can't can't do anything. (laughs) Like They're dumb. (laughs) Stop, dude. They're beautiful, but they're dumb. (laughs) Be nice. But they can't do anything, you know? So he's like the most helpless thing you could be as far as like a living creature, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, how do you really explain that? You really can't.
0: And and you can see why like throughout church history, you know, this whole idea of like God becoming man is contested. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you're like, how in the... that is This doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense to the Israelites, you know. But it also just, in general, that's it's like beyond man's kind of conception of how God would reveal himself.
1: Yeah, like the you Greeks, know? like Aristotle thought that God was so, you know, so far above yeah. his creation that he didn't even think about the particular aspects of creation right like he was too busy kind of contemplating his own goodness and that there were lower kind of angels that ministered and like actually took care of the things on earth yeah (laughs) the christian message is far different from that the god is god is that transcendent he is he's goodness itself he's goodness itself and he is completely other but he also loves every single human being as if that person was the only only human being that existed and he becomes a human being.
0: And you know, it's interesting how um one of the first things that Christ encounters when coming into the world is community.
1: Explain. Yeah, I so don't you
0: have the shepherds there and you have his parents there. Mm-hmm. And what did Mary do? She looked around, right? She looked around and she saw the shepherds and she kept all of these things in her heart. She reflected on them in her heart. She like recognized that here are these people that, although previously they couldn't find an end, they couldn't find a place to stay. They didn't have much to, to go by and to live by. They didn't have the, the, if you say, if you will, the means to provide mm. everything for her, for her child, for their child, I should say. But here he is. Here is God, and she displayed herself entering, or God displays Himself entering into this community of people with animals, with creation, if you will, with her, with his parents and also with these shepherds that are there. And it pierces Mary's soul. She recognizes it that this child is loved, and it's protected.
1: Yeah, and it is interesting. <clears throat> I just noticed this. So, the shepherds, the angels have just appeared to them and announced right. that, they're, that they'll, yeah. you know, go to Bethlehem, stars and, and over find the, a yeah. find a babe lying in a manger wra- wrapped in swaddling clothes. Mm-hmm. And so that's why the shepherds come. The shepherds, correct me if I'm wrong, would have been like total out, kind of total outcasts in society. They were, yeah, 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 they were. Um, I mean, which, they
0: were out in the middle
2: of the night. Right. I mean, they Well, were they were just, just following their sheep around exactly. over where they went. Yeah. So just yeah. imagine you could go anywhere.
1: Um, so they went in haste and found Mary mm-hmm. is what it says first, right? Mary and, and then Joseph, Joseph and yeah. then the infant lying in the manger. But it's interesting that they went in haste and found Mary. And it's after, like I, I envision the shepherds like approaching the cave or the stable or wherever this might have taken place. And the first thing they see is this woman Mm. right and only after seeing this woman who's strikingly beautiful um then they then she kind of directs their gaze to the child who's Mm. either in her arms or in the manger um and that's what mary does for us yeah is we we come to her and she's really easy to approach and then she leads us to her son um
2: Well, one thing that uh, struck me, what you're talking about is the shepherds are kind of the outcasts of society, right? They're the first ones that kind of recognize Jesus as the king. Yeah, They're the ones that first come, right? And, you know, think about all the beautiful souls like in the world today that are kind of outcasts, right? All all the people that are overlooked, right, that nobody really cares about, so to say, right, as far as the world would be concerned. Well, we see in this short excerpt here that, you know, Jesus is here for those people, you know, yeah. not the people that are like exalt themselves, the ones that we always care about, the ones that we know about, right? Not he's not he's there for them too, but those are the people that Jesus is f- first revealing Himself to. You know, yeah. uh, I think I think that's kind of something you can you can bite off to chew on a little bit. Yeah, God always reveals Himself to foreigners, and I, I was kind of thinking
0: called back to a few days ago we had. Um, we celebrated the Feast of Juan Diego
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then uh, our Virgen de Guadalupe. Sí. Hey. Right? Big, big feast in Mexico. But it's like, there, there's another example. It's like our Blessed Mother appears to this Juan Diego, this nobody living in the middle yeah. of a village who does not have the means to provide care for himself or for his dying uncle, you know, who he's taking care of and is going back to the city to, to get to work and to get supplies to provide for them too and doing these journeys and, and to go to Mass, I should say, as well, you know, and live his religious life. But our Blessed Mother appears to him why to him? Down the road, there was a cardinal and a bishop and an archbishop, right? Mm-hmm. It, was just, it was a huge city, the, the city that he was walking to. It was several miles from his village, but yet our Blessed Mother did not appear to them, as Sam was kind of saying. Like Our Lord and our Blessed Mother and the, the community of saints appears always to the humble, yeah. to those who are
2: willing to serve and to love God. And
0: yeah, I, th- I think there's something to be said about
2: that. Yeah, well, and we get our form- formula of how we ought to act from Christ. Yeah. you know that's the Holy Family showing us how we ought to be you know we always talk about in fundamental theology about how we're human beings are basically meant to follow Christ his example and his example is exemplified best on the cross, but even at this nativity right yeah. he's, he's he's helpless um, so yeah,
1: that just reminds me of a, another passage from the Gospel of Matthew at which time Jesus rejoices in the Holy Spirit, and he says, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and have revealed them to children. Yeah. Right? Christ comes to, we have to make ourselves like children to enter into the kingdom of God, and he comes in this humility, and he identifies himself with these shepherds. right? And he identifies himself with the outcasts, with the poor, with the lowly, with the marginalized. He comes, and he doesn't, he's homeless. He doesn't even have a place to be born. And, when he gets when he grows up, he says the son of man, you know, has no place to lay his head, no. right? He, he he'll be welcome into his own home. And this is why it's so hard for the Jews to understand how this could possibly be a king, right? This is not a this is not the Davidic king we were expecting. But what does Jesus say to Pilate? My kingdom is not of this world.
0: That's right. You so right? You, you yourself
1: had said so, you know. Um, and what also strikes me is the just the the ordinariness of the whole yeah. setting, right? So afterwards. The close of the passage says, "Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them." What did they hear what, and see? They saw a baby.
0: Yeah, and, and what
1: had been told to them previously that they knew?
0: I mean, I guess like the angels, right? The message the, so that the, they carried.
1: So the angels that would have been enough to freak them out,
0: right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and so like here they are. They're like, "Oh, thanks be to God." It's like, what in the world? Yeah, what did they receive? What right? What, what? What? It's so ecstatic about this encounter. Uh, and, and if we'll, we'll go back a little bit, is Joseph. Uh, have you ever considered what Joseph is doing during this time? Because it doesn't say much about him.
2: He's probably like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? Like, like, yeah, he's probably tired. Honestly, because yeah. he's been
0: looking to to provide, you know, his wife and his his child. They've um, just
1: traveled from Nazareth to Bethlehem. Yeah. I hear it's like ninety miles or something
0: like yeah, that. Yeah, see, I was thinking was like yeah, 80, you know, 90 miles. All right. on
1: foot or so, all on foot. Yeah, Mary's pregnant.
0: I don't think I've ran eighty miles in my whole life. <laughs> so uh, props to Joseph. <laughs> yes. You know, what a G. But no, I was just I've thought about like what Joseph is doing. I remember last year during our spiritual retreat um, when I meditated on this, meditated on the um, the incarnation, and the birth of our Lord, and I just put myself in Joseph's shoes it doesn't have Joseph saying, it doesn't have Mary saying anything. Mm -hmm. It simply has um, uh, her pondering things in her heart. But just like Joseph, maybe just in one way, finding the the ability to trust God, maybe because he had been struggling with this previously, Mm -hmm. you know, He'd been having, God, you know, he'd been having dreams to reaffirm and to affirm what he was doing. Yeah. But he was struggling with this in a certain way. So I I don't know. I wonder sometimes if maybe he was present and he was there, but at the same time, just like trying to figure out when the world is going on here, you know?
2: Well, I mean, what's most appropriate to do when you're in the presence of the Lord? Father, your face and worship. Him, right? Remain silent. I mean, that's no. what we do in adoration every that's, day. That's good point, you know, yeah. and that's why Saint Joseph's—he's silent. I mean, there's not much you can say <laughs> that would. T- I mean, you don't want to yeah. t- to take away from what's going right. on here. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah. that's what he's doing. Is again, the Holy Family always shows us how to how to act. You know,
0: and, and, yeah. and in many families too, I think Sam, you, which you just said, hit it on the head. A lot of times, the family, the dad feels like he, he's undermined, feel like he's not appreciated. The mother gets, everybody wants to talk to the mom. Everybody loves the mom, everybody, you know, and sometimes maybe the father's working on the back end, in the background doing other stuff. Maybe the dad's not at home all the time, you know, maybe he's doing other stuff and he doesn't feel appreciated. But he is, and he's pivotal to the mm-hmm. equation. Yeah, well, and, he's the leader of the family. He's the leader of the family. And, he, and even if he doesn't have to say much, he is always respected, always admired, and always, you know.
2: Yeah, and what, it's, what's true. interesting about that point is that yeah. if we, we've we studied, they've studied this stuff, and you can look up studies about it. Yeah. When dad stops going to church, the family stops going yeah. to church. Yep, yeah. So it's not like... Dad's just like they needed a dad, so they just found a random right. guy in Joseph and were like, You're it, dude. <laughs> no, uh, he, he's much more than that,
1: and yeah. And you think about the protection he would have been providing in this, yeah, in this scenario, too. You yeah, know, so that Mary's not just stranded, you know, having a child in the, you know, outside of the inn, like.
0: and, the, and the fact that God gave him an earthly father oh, so huge, you know, God didn't have to per se. God is God. I mean, he doesn't have to, you know what I mean? not do anything. He, he doesn't have to do anything, but yet for some reason, this was the, the order by which God kind of and exemplified. What's
1: fascinating about that is, so Jesus from all eternity is the begotten son of the father, right? Yeah. And in his whole earthly life, he remained a divine person who constantly beheld the vision of the father, right? He always says, I came to not, not to do my will, but the will of the father. I can do nothing apart from the one who sent me, right? Yeah. This is what he's always saying. And we know this by faith that in his divine nature, he always beheld the father even in his life on earth. But as, as man in his human nature, he had to learn what fatherhood was like he had to learn what it is to be a father in his humanity and God, the father entrusted him to St. Joseph to be that image of the father so that, so that Jesus Christ, God, you know, incarnate is learning from this man, St. Joseph, what it means to be a father, which is just, it tells you about the sanctity and the holiness and the masculinity of Saint Joseph. Uh, magnanimity, um, that big the word. Magnanimity, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, well, that's good. I, yeah, I, I think there's well, you can there's all kinds of insights you could have from this, but I think we just yeah. wanted to share a couple of those and you know just kind yeah. of you know, give us a little maybe what our insights are for Christmas because it's it's more than just like you know whatever the secular world wants to be or the commercials yeah. and stuff. It's the greatest gift we could receive is this
0: this child, this God-man, you know, entering into the world. That is, that is the greatest gift we can ask for. And although these, these other gifts are beautiful and great um, and express love from our parents or loved ones, um, it's only a limited expression. You know?
1: And I would encourage all our listeners, you know, one of the things that we see Mary doing in this passage is keeping all these things and pondering them in mm. her heart, right? She's constantly kind of meditating and reflecting upon the events that are taking place in her life yeah. and in the life of her son. And as we've seen, you can take a very short scripture passage like this that you heard maybe a hundred times before. But that's the beautiful thing about scripture: is its its riches are inexhaustible. And so maybe this Christmas season, if you're listening to this, spend some time with scripture. T- spend some yeah. time with the readings at mass or you know other scripture readings about the nativity, about Christmas, and just like open up your heart and see what see what insights the Lord can give you, because um, that's yeah. that's a place where we really encounter Him.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, it is. So, you guys, I, I hope you enjoyed this Lexio Divina, um, this reflection on, on the gospel. Second a chapter of the uh, Gospel of Luke, verse 15 to 20. Um, again, we're going to be taking a break for a couple weeks, uh, but we hope you enjoy listening to this episode or our last episode on the Metaverse.
1: Have a Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Sam? Merry Christmas
2: and a Happy New Year to everybody. And Stay if,
1: safe out there. And if you miss Logo's podcast in our absence, feel free to go back and listen to some of our old episodes. That's
0: right. You do, that. do you know what I was looking? We have 40 plus episodes.
1: That's pretty good, guys. Great. We, we got consistency.
2: That. No, I went I went kind of quick. I did. Remember when we were just sitting around talking about this and we were like, we should start a podcast. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and
0: then here we are. Look at us. Just, just all grown up. It's flying away! I'm
1: so
2: proud
0: of us. <laughs> hey, how about y'all enjoy Christmas break too, guys? Huh? Yeah, no. I mean, I'm going skiing. Family. So yeah. me too, bro. Yeah, I'm Joey's not because he that. sucks. But what's hey, up? We got All right, ski time, baby. dog. Take that, bro. Joey's frying pizzas all day. He'll probably be reading a book or something. Yeah, I'm reading a freaking nerd. Probably listening to Jonas Brothers and playing his Nintendo <laughs> DS. <bro>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, him going to a concert with his sisters. Yeah, right. Dude. <laughs> listen to that. This is a climb, bro. But Miley Cyrus <laughs> alone. All right, that's a great song you know it is. it is a great song dude you know but anyways guys i hope you enjoyed this episode and as always god bless and merry christmas